Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to a special edition of the Rambling Viking podcast, where we have one of our Star Wars experts here today. Although we're not going to be talking Star Wars, he actually, unfortunately, contracted the Kung Flu um, as of a few days ago. And so he is currently in quarantine. And um, so I decided to ask him if he would be comfortable jumping on and maybe talking about his personal experience. Because I know we hear a lot, and I have known a couple people Personally, I had some cousins get it and stuff, but I don't really talk to anybody a lot about it. So maybe just get a, this is going to kind of be a personal anecdotal. We're not trying to get political with it. I just want to find out his experience. So we've got Josh here today, currently in quarantine. Josh, thanks for being here. How are you feeling? I'm okay, honestly. I've, I've not ever really been bad. Just not, I'm not myself. Okay, so walk us through your timeline a little bit. Um, as far as like, so right now, as of recording, it's, you know, Wednesday the 7th. Right. So when, when did, what was this process go like? Did you start feeling bad and then get tested? Did someone, you, did you get, did you get uh, contacted by someone, by people who were doing contact tracing saying, Hey, so-and-so came up positive. You should get tested. What, what did that look like? So I started not feeling good. After the day after I last work, which was the 24th. No, okay. The 24th? No, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. This, this, the first. Sorry. Okay. One, one week too far. One week too far. And so that day, I'm just like, oh, crap. Here we go. Because I thought I was getting a, I had a, started a bad headache. I could not breathe out of my nose. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was just getting congested. I'm like, well, let's be careful. I don't have to work the entire weekend. So let's just go ahead and not go out. No, not go get breakfast with the old guys that I normally do at our, one of the, my small towns, local eateries. And so the only time I left my house that entire weekend was on Friday morning. After I woke up, I got a 12 pack of Dr. Pepper, some chocolate. <laughs> And I went home. <laughs> uh huh. And so I just decided to quarantine myself over the weekend to see if I started feeling better. Okay. Well, never did. Mm. And so on Monday, I got, I called in 8 a.m. to my um, physician's office. And I'm like, hey, what's the earliest appointment you've got? I need to get in. I'm feeling awful. Got a lot of different symptoms. Um, so was it a pro- real quick? So what was your progression like? So you said you started out kind of with a stopped up nose and a headache, right? Did they yeah. get worse throughout the weekend or did it just hang around? What were your symptoms like? They did get worse. I The second day was the worst that I know or I remember for the headache because it felt like a congestion headache. Like I had mm-hmm. this pulsing sensation right behind my eyes actually moving my eyes left and right were hurting. Okay. I, because yeah. that's just how bad the sinus pressure was. Oh, man. And like one time I my phone, I saw my phone light up on notifications. I dropped my eye to, down to the left really hard. And I just like instantly cl- closed my eyes and like, mm, because of how bad it hurt. Dang, that's sensitive. Yeah. And it, I wasn't sensitive to light or anything. It was just that mm-hmm. the movement hurt so bad. Then I started coughing a little bit. And it wasn't like a severe cough, but it felt like something was trying to come up. Like I had mucus. So, okay. Freaking mucinex. Nothing. 
did did nothing. Nothing came up. And so come Monday, I'm just like, okay, I'm bad. I need to get checked out. And after I personally had my I had my mother personally message our county health official, which I'm in a very small town for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah, Josh, real quick, let's just uh, get everyone a grasp for that. We don't say where you're at or anything, but um, what is it, like 2,000? In the, even... Maybe in the entire county. Okay, in the county. So In the you're... entire county, we might be near 25 to, yeah, 2,500. Okay, but your town specifically, 1,000 then? About 1,200 to 1,500. Yeah, okay, cool. So anyone, pretty much if you know one person... Or 10 people, you know another 100 people, then they know everyone else in the entire town. Gotcha. And so that's why I was able to just like, hey, let's contact her, Mm -hmm. see what I should do. And right off, she's like, I want him to go get tested. Because I work at a gas station. I see a lot of people. And we wanted to be sure. Well, I'm thinking that I was honestly thinking it was shingles. What I was developing. Okay. Because I had um this really odd sensation for two days of this like tingling rush go up my rib cage and down my arms. It, it was really odd. It wasn't cold. It was just uh, like the nerves active. Hmm. And so got the COVID test on Monday. Um, after not sleeping the entire night, got there at about 9.30-ish. And then I ended. They almost ended up not getting me tested because they forgot about me in the room. I would have been furious with that. Um. But they, I, I made a sound, and the nurse like, oh, oh, oh no, did they not test you? I'm like, no, they haven't. And this is two hour, an hour and a half after my appointment. Oh my god! I was like, I, I want to get this done. I'm exhausted. I'm nearing 20 hours of being awake. Jeez. And finally they get in there. They get the test done. I had to do two tests. Okay. Just, so for those who don't know what the COVID test is like, they've, you've probably seen it. you probably looked it up. But they stick a pretty long cotton swab through your nostril. They kind of have your head tilted back just a little bit. And it's not bad. It tickles a little bit until it gets to that little hole in the back. As soon as it hits that, it burns. Oh. It's a a deep burn. (laughs) And then you have the sensation of the cotton swab going through that little opening to touch that membrane right behind your your nose. Oh, gosh. Then they have to twirl it. Oh, so it's not like there's like not like a um like a spin twirl, just gently turning the cotton yeah. swab with their fi- their fingers. Gotcha. And then they have to take it out and do the other nostril. Oh my god! For one test. So you, I had to do two of those back to back. So was, one test is both nostrils. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just one nostril. Get up in there and get it done. They do both nostrils, and you had to do that twice. That might have been how it was originally Uh when it first came out, but now that they've got the more accurate test, 
Right. So I had to do two because I they wanted they wanted a rapid test done. Oh, uh, okay. And the rapid test takes between depending on where you are to get it done, mm-hmm. you can get results within a within an hour. Oh wow. But they're not very accurate. So even if that one comes back negative, you still have to wait for the full test, and that takes about twenty four hours. Oh geez. But if the rapid test comes back positive, it's almost certain you have it. Okay. So if it, so, really, they can just be false negatives. Yeah. And so, then. And okay. then my rapid test came back positive. Gotcha. So I'm like, ah, crap. And so I got home, got the call. Right as I'm about to fall asleep, I got the call saying I had it. I'm like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Then after that, I had to go through a process. I had to uh, call my mom because my mom's been at the house with me the entire weekend. Oh, geez. And she's a teacher. Oh, double G's. On the bright side, though, she was with minimal kids because my town had had has had an increase quite a bit for our size. And so they had closed down schools and were doing online learning. So she only had like five kids, which okay. were teacher kids. And since I wasn't feeling well, she d- was going to distance herself as much as possible. She was being precautionary, even though she still had to go to work. Um. Found out, told her, she had to tell her people. Then I mm-hmm. had to contact the health official and go th- and do the contact contact tracing yep. procedure. Which, according to her, since I tested positive on Monday, I had to go back to the 29th. And remember, anyone that I had been around for more than 10 minutes and within six feet. Oh, man, that's oof. so I don't know how they figure out those numbers. It might be based on when symptoms start. Possibly. So I would I my understanding is it you you're symptomatic or you're, or you're contagious pre symptomatic. So like a couple days before you get symptoms or mm-hmm. and I don't know the exact number. So um, people listening, feel free to fact check us. We're not really here talking about like all the little facts and stuff to break it down. We're literally just talking about Josh's experience, but um, so it's, but once you get symptoms, um, yes, you're still contagious, but then once you're post-symptomatic, you're now at least considered to be immune. So, right. So, so back when I started feeling the symptoms a bit more uh, from the looks of it, she went back two days. Okay. And then that's when she, that's was the timeline. And so I had to remember anyone that I had been around within close proximity, which on the good side was not as many people as I thought it was going to be when I got mm-hmm. to talking it through with her. But it, it still affected some people. I'm like, ah, oh, cat crap. I don't want, I'm upset that it's affecting their lives now. Right. Which I don't bad. know how some of them will take it serious because some of them were older gentlemen. They're the old farmers of the area. Mm hmm. And it's like, oh, crap, I don't want them dying. I like these guys. <laughs> yeah, because one thing I will say is we found that the average age in most places, I um, I can say for Oklahoma, the average age of death is like 75. Yeah. So and it's the ones like, I was around would have been that would have mm-hmm. been some of those that age and a couple older. Oh, dang. 
but I, whenever I'm not one of those that just starts coughing and mm-hmm. just like starts hacking up into my hand, like no, I'm coughing into my shirt, into my and right. into my elbow at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we, I'm not for sure where I got it from. Yeah. Before I tested positive, though, the same restaurant did have another, did have another person in there. That pro- I probably would have been around, I believe. Okay. They did not give their permission to let their name out, though. Mm-hmm. So when the health, health official asked me if she, she asked if she could give out my name when she contacted yeah. the people for the contact tracing. If I tell her no, she's not allowed to by law. Yeah, HIPAA stuff, she can't do yeah. that. But I'm like, no, tell them. They're they're old farmers. Maybe the fact that it's it's a young person that they know that they give a lot of trouble to all the time. They might take, <laughs> yeah. maybe they'll take it a little bit more serious or watch their own health a bit better. Right. And so after that, I've just been t- kind of chilling. I'm on more vitamins than I was. Uh-huh. And just my biggest issue is I've not really been hungry in four days now. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Um, so have symptoms gone away since your test then? Um, a couple. Not all yeah. of them. Like I've actually since my test, I've fully lost my sense of smell. Oh gosh. And it's weird. Let me tell you, it's weird to everyone. <laughs> um I can't even imagine. To have your dog walk breathe right in your face and you can feel that breath touching you, but you smell nothing. Dude, that's uh <sighs> Like, yeah, dog breath isn't that good, but it's just like, wait a minute. I I got nothing. What? Seriously, though. It's weird. Um, I've got essential oils in the house. I can barely... The only one out of all the oils I can smell is the peppermint. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I have to be, like, snorting it like it's cocaine. You gotta be, like, really getting up in those nostrils, yeah, huh? Like, yeah, and it's just like I don't want like it's peppermint. That's that's my no my nostrils actually probably burning here, and I just can't tell. Right. Um. I still have my sense of taste for the most part. I haven't. Yeah. Really I mean, outside of much. outside of what it requires to smell to taste, right. you know, so it's dampened um, a little bit. But yeah, like I'm tasting Dr Pepper. Okay, I'm tasting. I just I have a flavored fruit punch water here. I taste that okay. Um. I had a. Um, frozen Alfredo chicken pizza yesterday. Mm. Didn't taste that at all. Mm. So I had no idea. I'm like, I was like, hey, mom, does this smell good? And she's like, yeah, it smells pretty good. <laughs> like, okay. Cool. I, I can't tell. Hey, is this milk bad? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I had to do that today. Actually. Oh, God. No, I had to do that. I started pouring a cereal. And I looked at the expiration date, and it expires today. I'm like, ah, crap. And you never know with milk. Sometimes milk's good for a few days after. Sometimes it's bad a few days before. Literally just depends on the batch. Like, sometimes sometimes with milk, I mean, I've gone a week before after the expiration date, and it's been fine. Yeah, as long as times, if it smells good, I'm okay with it. And other times, it'd be like the morning of or the night before, and it's like going bad. It's the so one that weird. the one that throws me off is when you eat it in the morning and you go to get like that late night snack and six seven hours later and it's mm-hmm. bad already. Right. I was like, so after I got my bowl of cereal, I'm taking a bite of it. Like, okay, is this gonna taste funny? And I can't <laughs> tell anything. And then my mom comes out. I'm like, hey, 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 
can, can you just fill the milk for me? <laughs> so that's thrown me off. And then since it's such a small town, I made a post about it because like, right. hey, I'm going to make a post on Facebook. I have a lot of Trump supporters. I have a lot of Biden mm-hmm. supporters because I have friends from all over the country. Um, and I've got a lot of people that have been posting this, this stuff like, hey, it doesn't even exist. You're going to be totally fine. And so I made my post about it just to let everyone know, like, hey, if you feel like you've been around me, watch yourself. Mm-hmm. And I got a lot of people messaging me, asking me stuff. Um, my chiropractor asked me if he's our, my chiropractor is also in our fantasy football, Gus. Oh, I had <laughs> yeah. no idea. Yeah. Mr. Nick. Um, he had, he tested positive a while back or I don't know if he tested positive, but he had for sure been around someone. He did lose his sense of smell and taste though. And he took, he, he told me it was three weeks after he got corn after his quarantine ended that he could, he could start smelling and tasting again. Oh my gosh. So it just hung around after effect type situation. Um, this morning I woke up and I had a message from our sheriff, which I don't mm-hmm. talk to him much. I, I don't get in trouble. He was telling <laughs> me that he's, he lost sense of smell, taste. He was just checking up on me because he saw my post on Facebook since we're friends. And he then added to that. He lost his sense of temperature in his mouth. Oh, so he can tell hot from cold. Right, man. That is and so that, weird. That like, oh crap! I I I can still, but I noticed though, like like the pizza I warmed up yesterday, it was it wasn't the same feeling of its heat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, hopefully this doesn't happen to me. I don't want to accidentally start burning my mouth. So he told me that, and he's been off. He had to go through a two week quarantine because he tested positive. And so he's still trying to get all of that back, he said. And that, just take care of yourself. So here I am. I've got, at minimum, 10 days okay. to be quarantined based off of when my symptoms started. Uh-huh. Um, if I show any symptoms still after that 10 days, you keep you have to be quarantined right. for like one or two more days. I can't remember what the health official said. But you cannot show any symptoms for two days, maybe two huh. or three days, and, and then, then you will be lifted of your your quarantine. Okay. I can still go outside. I can. I live right across the street from my walking track. As long as I go out, if I'm outside, and if any, if I see anyone coming to me, I'm going to put on a mask and like, hey, keep your distance. <laughs> Technically, watch out. Have- Strange yeah. danger. Yeah. <laughs> and so I can still do that stuff. It's not like I'm being policed. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm, How- I can go ahead. I was just going to say like with, with living with someone, like I have roommates and my wife. Mm-hmm. And so like, what has that experience? Like, how have you handled that then? I mean, your mom was obviously already exposed to you. Did she come up positive? She went and got tested yesterday. Yeah. She is negative. Oh, good. Now, here's the conundrum, though. Hmm. She cannot come out of quarantine as well. Why until not? Until after mine is done, 
and because then she has to do like f- more time because she's been exposed and so right. she could she could have it but be pre-symptomatic and but yes typically what they want you to do is go somewhere else so say right. like say gus so if you and your wife test the positive mm-hmm. they'd want your roommates to go somewhere else yeah like go get an airbnb airbnb yeah. or something and like, like you got to get out you got to be gone and then mm-hmm. on top of that you then would be asked to do like a ton of cleaning of your yep. place before they could return okay um gotcha but if you had a very you would have to talk to your health official if you were to test positive because some places you can separate better some houses are big enough like um one of our friends her her daughter tested positive well her her husband's her husband is a police officer. He can't just quit working. They're not going to let him do that. Yeah. And she still had to work. Well, their house is large enough that they have a entire like house, pretty much a two house setup, one in the basement, one in the house. Bathroom, bedrooms, everything in the basement that you can need. The only thing that's not down there is a kitchen. Mm. And so what it came out to be is whenever the daughter came upstairs, she had to call like would call the mom and like, Hey, I need to come upstairs to get some food or drinks. And the, the mom would have to go to another room and hide pretty much. Yeah. And the daughter would come upstairs wearing a mask and then back downstairs immediately. There was no talking even. Right. And yeah, because we know that the, the the real problem with spreading is the recirculation of air. So like inside a home, where I'm like, you know, those droplets get caught up in the ventilation system and they, um, and then, you know, they, they just recirculate and end up in different areas of the house. Mm-hmm. So my mom has to wait further. She, so she can't teach for quite a while and she is supposed to be switching her. She's being, a, she's a full-time sub this year. Oh, and okay. She, I call her the maternity, the maternity leave sub. She was mm. a substitute for the te- for a lady who just had her kid right before school, the school year started. And the other teacher, there was another teacher pregnant. She was supposed to take her spot when she left for her maternity leave. Well, she just had her kid. And so we're here in the small town and there's the school is both the high school and the grade school are struggling bad for substitute teachers. Yeah. I can imagine. I mean, yeah, you don't, you just don't have very many um, adults that want to do it because you have to have a bachelor's degree. Think that's it. And you got to have the time to just go in there and do it. Sheesh. Yeah, no, I could, I could totally understand that. So, um, so, so symptom, symptom wise now, where are you at then? Um, congestion still. Yeah. Um, no, no smell. Like still no I smell. will have occasional burst where I'm like, Hey, I can actually smell this, but it's only when it's that like peppermint oil. Mm-hmm. I can't smell my own bowel movement. Oh, and that's weird. That's Definitely. another one of those weird things. Like I should, you fart and wait a minute. I got nothing. Uh, so I can't do that at all. I've 
question if my taste is off too much, but I think it's just for the lack of being able to smell. Um, hmm. Tingling sensation's gone, thankfully, because that was really irritating, and I don't know what caused it. Um, I've had some stiffness, like I slept a little crooked last night, I think, but I'm feeling it like fivefold right now in my neck. It hurts. Oh. So like I've done like a icy hot roller ibuprofen and they're they're helping but it's very stiff. Now the one that I was told to watch out for was if I start to cough and I had like neck pain or chest pain on top of the coughing like a sharp pain mm-hmm. like I was supposed to immediately call for assistance. Gotcha. Um Oh, I just, uh, so did they give you, they didn't give you any, any sort of medicine or, or, or therapeutic or anything. Like what do they tell you to do? Right. Just they just, rest? um, so the first person, first lady to call me about this, I can't remember her name or what her exact position was, but she gave me a five vitamin list or four vitamins and, and one other pill list to take quite a bit of, like she gave me, um, dosages and everything like 500 milligrams of vitamin C in the morning. Um, the set amount. So they, the, what they wanted was vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc. Those were the big three. C, D, and zinc? Yeah. And D's been recommended for mm-hmm. just everyone right now. Just like, hey, get your your vitamin D. And, yep. And apparently that helps you fight off even catching it. That's good. Um. So I have that. And then they had one other one can't remember it because I couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> and that's one of those like, ah, oh, crap. I'm not, I, I'm going to butcher this so badly. And Don't the, worry about it. the last one surprised me. It was just regular old melatonin pills. Like just that, that like sleep aid melatonin. Yeah. The sleep hormone. Why yeah. did they tell you why on that one? That's kind of weird. They didn't. She maybe she, she she suggested it because it was like, hey, this is going to help you sleep. So if you're a little sore or tender, and then on top of that, it has some micro ingredients. She said, oh, that will like boost other things. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was too good. She didn't tell me exactly. I've been trying to figure that out or theorize it. Mm-hmm. But I've like, well, I've been I take melatonin anyways because I, right. I work graveyard shift. I need that stuff to wake up to sleep through the light. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I, my guess is it's mainly just because the melatonin would help with the rest and that would help your body kind of recover and fight it off. So how many days with symptoms are you on now? This is, um, I'm looking at my calendar here. Day five. Day number five. And this is probably the least least amount of like feeling the symptoms as I've had. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, the so one he's... one that I've had that's been weird, which I don't know if this is related to just the massive congestion or not. Mm-hmm. But when I breathe through my nose sometimes or a lot of the time, I get that burning tickle sensation of like when water rushes up your nose unexpectedly. Huh. And that's been like that for two days now, three days now. And it's just been awful. I've I've chalked that up to like overly sensitive sensory glands maybe back there for the mm-hmm. breathing because of how long I've been congested. 
but I'll be like right right as I'm going to sleep and I'll take like a deep breath and then my nose just starts burning. I'm like, oh shit. Ooh, I'm wondering if that might have anything to do with the fact that they just basically rape your nose with those tests. Like it, it, I would have thought that too if it hadn't done that before the test. Oh, it did it before the test. Okay. Yeah, it started it the day before the test. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. I mean, so other than that, I'm doing okay. I'm I'm yeah. able to. I'm I'm keeping fluid downs. I'm not throwing up. I'm getting out of bed, moving around. Mm-hmm. Even though it's just inside the house right now, I might go outside, sunbathe for a little while, get get that natural vitamin D. I know that's right. <laughs> um. But yeah, the, that only major issue is I will forget to eat. So I might go 10, 12 hours without eating. And do you think that's and, – and and that's weird? So like you you like basically lost all appetite or – Pretty much. I have not been hungry in, the fi- in those five days. That's super weird. And I don't know if that's because of the congestion from the drainage. So all that stuff's going down into the stomach. And it usually huh. makes you nauseated from that too, or is it part of having COVID? Right. Either way, I just know when I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping hard, harder than usual, even. And I'm a hard sleeper, but I will. Well, go, your body's busy fighting stuff off. Yeah, so that's understandable. So I will sleep minimum six, eight, six hours now. Where mm-hmm. sometimes I was only sleeping two hours beforehand. Oh yeah. Before my body's body like worn out and. The the first day, I probably slept fifteen hours. Yeah, dang. I probably, yeah, I slept a lot. Like I would wake up, get some food, get a drink, go back, go right back to sleep. It's gotten better since then. So now I'm just trying to get on a better schedule because I'm going to be getting random calls every couple days from the health department checking in on me. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, uh, I do. Thanks for sharing your, your kind of experience. I, I don't think I have any more questions. You kind of answered it all as you just kind of like walked through your process. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just as a reminder, um, on this last one or, or, or basically, so once your symptoms are gone, it's two days or cause I, we kind of touched on that. Like, I guess, like, when are you done with your quarantine? Um, they will call me and let me know. Like they will be calling what? me and checking, asking my symptoms. Oh, okay. If I don't have any symptoms besides like the no smelling and no taste, mm-hmm. there's a good chance I will be, be released, but it will be a minimum of 10 days. So gotcha. if I got tested, since I got tested on Monday, I might, I think I'm looking at, let's see, Friday. I'm looking at, Probably the 12th as the earliest. Okay. Because that would be 10 days from the day I started getting symptoms. Sheesh. (laughs) And as you podcast people heard, Gus's doggos. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so hopefully I get out of this soon. Unfortunately, though, I will be... I'll be the breadwinner for a while at the house for since my mom won't be able to go back to work as soon. Yeah, that's a bummer, dude. Um, 
What was the last thing? Oh, so after I'm done, though, mm-hmm. I have already been asked by like three people to make sure I go donate blood. Yep, get those antibodies. Yeah, and what they'll, they're actually going to be hooking me up to the plasma machine. Ooh. Normally, they only do that if you're certain blood types. Yeah, O positive, they want double reds, Ooh. and they'll do the plasma. And right. You, you, but yeah, they I, will that's, probably, that's what I am. They will probably hook me up to that as well, because they have found that, circu- I believe what I read was that's introducing the plasma from someone who has the antibodies mm-hmm. helps the body get over severe symptoms fast. Okay. And that's actually they what they believe saved one of the people in my town. She was very older. She was with it. They, they told the family 12, 14 hours till she was going to pass away. Oh my gosh. And, and then they, they were able decided to, to do the plasma and within the day she was symptom free. Wow, that's a big which, deal. Which is just insane to be go from so bad to so good. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna go donate blood. I'm hey. not a, I, I've only done it a couple times, but I'm definitely mm-hmm. gonna do it absolutely as much now. Because the more like as this pandemic continues, it just feels like like you have such differing stories sometimes between people on their experience. You know, loot some lose taste, some can't distinguish hot from cold in their mouth some can't smell some you know just get the sniffles and like there's just so many unique experiences with this where it's 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 like there's it's just so like we're learning more and realizing that there's like there's just basically the more we learn the more we realize how little we actually know about this and according to according to the cdc which take them as you will lately (laughs) they say it's natural that it's just a natural evolution of the virus. Yeah. I and mean, and I, well, mutation, sorry, not evolution. And it's just like, I looked at this like, hmm. <laughs> like I, I'm, I, I will become a little conspiracy theorist and we, I won't go near that because that could be an, it's an entire two hour long podcast. Oh my. Yeah. No, there's so many daggum theories out there and I've I feel like I, I've heard a lot of them, but it's just like, uh, there's just so many out there. So, I mean, basically the point point I was just getting at was just that, look, there's just so much we don't, we don't even yeah. know about this and it's just, you know, we're learning more and more. It just, it, it is unique in, mm-hmm. in, in this scenario. So, well, uh, I hope you get to feeling better and um, thanks for sharing your story, Josh. It was, it's, it's cool to know. And I mean, not, I don't know if there's necessarily any takeaways, but uh, last question that I will end on is did has having it and um, has that changed your perspective on it at all? Or has anything shifted that way? I feel like you're pretty reasonable. And so, um, but but has anything changed for you? No, not for me because I, I took it serious. Right. I didn't take it like overtly. Like I wasn't, carrying a bottle of germex with me i wasn't wearing a mask 24 7 yeah like working at my job this last since like hey my town's finally getting hit by it mm-hmm. it took us all this time to finally get hit by it we never really got much of it and so i started wearing a mask way more often at work there were certain people i wouldn't wear it around because i trusted them or i knew i'm like hey i'm not gonna be near this person they, yeah. they literally just get in and get out they don't even like to talk <laughs> 
Yep. But we I was wearing I was wearing a mask. A lot more. I was being careful because I went and visited my grandparents quite a lot. Specifically, my grandma. I would take her to a movie as often okay. as I could. So I just wanted to be careful for them. Gotcha. So it has not changed my perspective a much. The only thing that it's done is made me want to slap Trump for leaving the hospital so soon. <laughs> well, all I have to say about that, we won't get yeah, on it. Both. It's just like, look, if you're clear by doctors to leave, you're clear by doctors to leave. All right. So, yeah, I mean, we can be critical, gonna... but it's just like, I feel like people are so caught up in, in being so critical about it that it's just like, Look, he's mm. surrounded by doctors and things. Really, my biggest takeaway that I've that I've kind of am learning to realize more and more, and this may not be super popular, but is that like, like you being careful. Plenty of people are being careful, and it and it oh, yeah. still manages to spread. So it's one thing where I see a certain level of inevitability with it, which is kind of always, which originally was the message, like just flatten the curve, not stop the spread, um, which it shifted to. But that like. Yes, wear your mask. Yes, do all your social distancing. But like you still the chances you get it are still very real yeah. because there's a hard truth of like, guess what? You can't control what other people do. Not saying that other people being negligent is what got you sick. It's just one of those things where it's like this virus just moves through the population and there's only there's not a ton that we're able to actually do about it. So, um, yeah, so that's that's really kind of what I'm what I'm getting away from this. But um, thanks. Josh for being on definitely appreciate it. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed this and just got a little bit of insight into the life of a, I don't want to say I want to call you a COVID patient, maybe a COVID contractor, but somebody who has gotten it and is right now kind of still in the middle of it. So uh, Josh, thanks so much. And if you guys want to leave any feedback, um, tell your stories. If you've had it, uh, it's ramblingviking at gmail.com is uh, where you can send all your emails and thoughts. Thanks so much.